This episode is brought to you by Communications Training for Coffee Teams, a new Mapper Forward workshop tailored to get your team communicating more confidently to improve general mental health as well as business profitability. Click the link in the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and we are in, unfortunately, our final episode of our five-part series with Judy Gaines. Judy, today we are going to have a conversation about the storms that are coming that are ahead of us for for coffee, what are they? Well, obviously one is going to be climate change Mm -hmm. as a long-term perspective, but the biggest storm could be price-related. Tell me. Well, when you have above average prices, at some point the market corrects Mm -hmm. and that becomes painful for a lot of coffee producers who are less efficient or, or don't have the ability to drive down their costs the same as some of the larger coffee producers. Mm-hmm. And so they have to make, they're going to have to be making some tough choices and, and decisions about whether they're going to continue to grow coffee, how can they diversify, what can they do? And this is where it's so important for relationship coffee and partnerships Mm -hmm. and to have the education for growers to figure out ways to become more efficient and increase their yields or diversify intercrop, um, see what they can do as far as alternative markets I mean, so many different things that could help them along. Um, It's tough. It's always Mm -hmm. the the backside, the pendulum will ultimately swing the other way. And then the challenges and and the pain begins. Is there a possibility that given that we are in such a unique market from a global perspective, the economy is in such a unique position that everybody's waiting to see what it'll do because they can't draw a correlation between a previous time in history when we've experienced this. Right now in coffee, people are saying that the the sea market is not behaving the way that they would typically expect it to. Is there a possibility that we won't see that cyclical swing in the direction that we anticipate no, no, she's shaking her head. <laughs> I mean, tell me, tell me may, why. Maybe they haven't had logged the years and looked back far enough to understand some of the cycles. And but, but we are in a very unusual cycle on a lot of different levels, right? People are saying that um, nothing makes sense right now about coffee pricing. I'm hearing producers say that a lot, particularly in the oh, cash market. You don't think no, you no, think they're that just not is... reading my reports. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Check the show notes, folks. <laughs> I, mean, it, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, I think the market's behaving logically and, you know, pretty rationally given all the dynamics. Okay. And, you know, the market is reflecting a lot of the issues in the differentials. And as a result of high differentials, then you're not having coffee coming to the board and that's helping to support the market and drive the stocks. And so all the the gears are turning the way they're supposed to. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't see the market as broken or not responding. I think one of the things is that you had back-to-back issues with the Brazilian crop right. at, at a difficult time in general on a global basis. I mean, we didn't have the pandemic before. We didn't have mm-hmm. one side of the industry, you know, basically shut down for an extended period of time mm-hmm. and service side, you know, needing to come back, office coffee service lost out. So you, mm-hmm. you've had shifts in, you know, called some of the spokes and distributions for, for coffee. And some of that was lost. But how is that different than when things transitioned to suddenly people were going from more at-home use to the proliferation of all the cafes? Right. And that was that was a change in a dynamic that, you know, when the U.S. started to mirror Europe with, you know, coffee shops all over. Mm-hmm. And the socialization of coffee and and the growth that resulted from that. Or other times you had change in equipment. So you had more single serve appliances and the kitchen mm-hmm. sink consuming less. You know, we sort of hinted at that in, you know, some of these other podcasts. So there's always something that changes. And, and the market tends to reflect it. And I'd go back to say the market is reacting to the production side, the supply side, more so than the consumer side. And that's right. where the more where more of the uncertainty is and always is. Okay. Are there any other storms ahead that we need to be looking at? Well, you know, when you have a situation where robusta demand is increasing, then that's going to be a pull down, draw down Arabica prices. And if someone wants to go back and look at history, then, you know, as I mentioned, the other podcast, 1997 is the parallel Mm -hmm. on and the, the window of opportunity. So that rally occurred one of the key differences, that rally in 1997 occurred from mid-January until mid-May. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk about volatility. You have this market gone from $1.25 to $3.18 a pound in four months flat, and it crashed just as fast. Wow. Wow. So um, – I think there's things where there has to be some understanding of the role of certification programs Mm -hmm. and the importance. And a lot of producers say, well, wait a second, you know, now that prices are high, we're, we've spent a lot of money on on certifying our coffees, working with various programs, and we're not really getting as much benefit from it. And then they abandon that um, and they say we, we could do better not being in some of the regulated programs mm. the certification schemes and so what is going to happen as, as a result of that so time will that, tell that, right 
Yeah, time will tell. I mean, remember, um, a lot of the certification programs, the, the spawning of them occurred in 2000 when prices were severely mm-hmm. depressed and roasters were willing to pay above market prices, recognizing at that time that if they did not do that, then they wouldn't have the quality coffee that they needed to fill their needs. And they had to do something in compensating producers. When prices are higher, then there's that pullback of, wait a second, we can't pay anymore because then you know, we can't pass it on to consumers. People are going to switch away. We're going to lose our market. Mm-hmm. And so that, that becomes a problem if prices go up too much. So it's going to be, I mean, all of these storms are going to be things that are going to impact the entire supply chain at the oh, end of the day. they always do. But, yeah. I mean, they always do, and, and then it sort of smooths out. I mean, when, you know, I started with coffee early on, there was the international coffee agreement, and prices were regulated um, between $1.20 and $1.40 a pound. And then the international coffee agreement fell apart in mid-1989. Um, and as a result, all the coffee that had been backlogged in producer hands started flooding into consumer hands, and it completely depressed prices. Mm-hmm. And it took a couple of years to work through that oversupply. And then there was just-in-time inventories, so and there was pushback of that inventory onto... Um, back into producer hands. And so when people say, well, we haven't really had this before, well. The queen of the sea market is saying we have. (laughs) (laughs) Judy, I can't thank you enough for this series. I'm always, I walk away with stuff to think about for weeks. Um, Tell people where they can find you. Where's the best place that people can find you? I'll see you in Athens. Yay. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. So, so we'll see you there. Um, yeah. I am. LinkedIn is the best be, place? Well, I'm going to be touring uh, some Vietnamese coffee farms um, mm-hmm. early April. So you could find me there. Mm-hmm. Or New Online. York, Panama, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn. Is is Twitter where you're most active or is LinkedIn where you're most active or both? It's one and the same. Okay. We will have links in the show notes, folks. I assure you, get onto it and start learning because uh, she really is the queen of the sea market and a dear friend of mine. And I'm Or my own website, you know. <laughs> links mean, will I, be. I'm easily accessible. Yeah. Links will definitely be in the show notes. So uh, tell your friends and uh, our industry is – is so lucky to have you, Judy. Thank you for everything. I look forward to seeing you in person later this year. Yeah, can't wait. Okay. Thank you for everything. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Everybody have an amazing rest of your day. 
Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.